ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, ducks, chickens, cows, we're here, Bad Apples Podcast. Um, you know what we're doing first. We're enjoying a beautiful, rich cup of coffee from the Mad Goats. Yeah. The Mad Goat. The Mad Mad Goat Roastery. Danville, Illinois. Yeah, this isn't just any old coffee either. This is like gold standard. Gold standard from gold the Breville standard. Precision Brewer. And it's the dark side roast. So, I mean, this will slice you up like a laser sword. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here we are, 2022. Yes. I made it through COVID. I made it through 2021. Yeah, man. And the coffee is good. The coffee is rich. The friendship is even better. The fellowship is even greater. And ladies and gentlemen, I have the distinct honor and privilege of introducing you. Honor and privilege. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. That's the next level. Right. I am introducing you to the Garrett Laval. Oh man, it's good to be on the show, man. I'm I'm pumped about it. Yeah. Like uh, talk about life, ministry stuff, Dude. just uh, all that stuff. It's gonna yeah. be good. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited, and I was really excited about the coffee. You know and what? It didn't disappoint. That's you know what? That's the. I mean, that's that cuts to me to my heart, man. Now you said that this came from Mad Goat in Danville, Danville, Illinois. Illinois. Never, I've never been. But you I've don't heard, need to go to Danville. I've heard bad things. I uh, see, like um, you know, I'm not from West Virginia. Uh, mm. I'm from right here, right, like, right here. This uh, this town that we're sitting in, <laughs> recording this show. This is where I, uh, I I worked at Walmart for years. I went to a couple wow. proms here. Okay. I didn't go to the school, but uh, I where did to, you go to school? I went to Edinburgh High School. Okay, and it's just right down the road. It's between oh yeah here and Springfield. Yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, once upon a time there was a road that ran through there, so you had to drive through Edinburgh. Now it's just like uh, a road. Movie cars. A road runs through it. Yeah, well, there was there. <laughs> there is a road that runs through it still, but now they built the road out around it. So, mm. just like in cars with Radiator Springs, Edinburgh has okay kind of gone that way. It's but the Illinois Radiator Springs, kind of, kind of. Yeah, it was never really as cool as Radiator Springs, but you know, it's yeah. nice to nice to dream about those things. But I cannot believe Danville, Illinois. that anything refined came out of Danville. You know what? I, I bought this at Harvest Market, and I was like, man, I can't wait to try this. I've never been to Danville, but literally I read where it's like the number one place you don't want to be in Illinois. Yeah. I mean, def- definitely. That's uh, that's an accurate statement. I would not <laughs> want to live in Danville. Um, yeah. yeah, way back way back a long time ago, I actually uh, I, I played music, mm-hmm. and so... Um, when I was in college, my cousins and I we went there and we played like a youth conference at this this you know Danville Baptist Church and man I thought we were hot stuff because we were going to like we, we're playing a youth conference we made it yeah as a as a band of cousins <laughs> dude it, and they put us up in a hotel I was like this is this is so cool mm-hmm. well, we stayed in this like comfort inn that was super sketch it's just so so sketchy <laughs> I mean like it uh, we we. We played for for this conference thing. It, it was fun. The kids were great. I mean, you know, we had a good time. Yeah. But uh, I ended up leaving an amp at the church, and I forgot about it. And this was like in mm. 2013. I got married in 2014, and yeah. we lived in uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So we had to drive through Danville to get to Fort Wayne. And so I kept forgetting about this amp, and finally I was like, "Oh man, I need to. We need to stop and get this amp." Yeah. So at this point, it's 2015. It's been a good long time. <laughs> We roll into town. I'm looking for this church, and I can't find the church anywhere. And so I know, like, I put it in Google Maps. It tells me right where it's at. I go to where it's supposed to be, and there's this trailer that's sitting there. And I, so I go up to this trailer. It's like an office trailer, and I knock on the door, and it's because it says, like, you know, Danville Baptist Church or whatever. And so I go in there. I'm like, hey, you know, my name is Garrett. I played a thing, you know, and I left an amp. And she's like, dude, the church burned down. I'm like, for real, she's like, yeah, the whole, I mean, the sanctuary just got torched. Oh and, my uh, gosh, you're there looking yeah, for your amp. I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, do you think my amp's okay? <laughs> and she said, well, you know what's funny is we did get some stuff out of the storage in oh, the worship no. area. So no, like, so they had this other trailer thing, like they had this shipping <laughs> container with stuff in it, and the, there's she goes out there and she starts like she lets me go out there with her, and we're looking through. 
Lo and behold, there's your aunt. There's my aunt. Are you serious? Yeah, man. It, it was so cool. This is um, the first time I'm hearing this story, and this is just I'm like I'm hooked into this. This is the, that's like one of the only <laughs> times I've ever been lucky in my life. Um, yeah. Yeah, I won six hundred bucks on a one dollar scratcher one time. All right, I found my amp in Danville, and uh, <laughs> I married up. That's like okay, you know. Okay, and my my kids are real cute. You know so. what? Speaking of marrying up, let's just go ahead and give a shameless plug to your wife, the author. Oh yeah, uh, man. talk about that for like so, just for a few minutes. Uh, depending on when this thing gets dropped, when this when this episode drops, there may or may not be a brand new book. For yeah. people to read over I saw that. on Amazon. She's working on book number two, but she released book number one, you know, like, and it, writing is a hobby for mm-hmm. her. She loves it. It's right. something she loves to do. She's been writing books for, you know, as, as long as she could pick up a pen. Right. And so she's written all kinds of stuff and she shares it with her friends and family and stuff, but she really wanted to give it a shot and see what it's like to, but she sold like 200 some books and she's it's actually amazing. sold more than that since. Since the last time we counted, she did a big like Black Friday, Cyber Monday promotion thing. It's free. It's free. Um, Put my and, phone on silent. Yeah, there we go. Um, it's, it's all good. You know, it just adds to the realism. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the first book went really well. Um, she's excited about the second one. Um, her her editor said that it's it's really good, and her editor's Man. like a legit reads. Yeah. You know, reads people's books to, and critiques them and stuff That's like incredible. that. So yeah, she's she's excited about it. Really worked up, nervous about it, but yeah. Um, Emily Laval. Yeah, Emily Laval. The first book is persuaded. Persuaded. Right? Yep. Uh, and I have it. It's right by my C.S. Lewis collection. And I there thought, we go, dude. How amazing is that? Like, yeah, have you read it? I haven't read it yet. No, okay. No, I haven't read yet, it. Though, yet, though. So there's hope. I want to read it. So Emily, read if you're it. listening, there's hope. He's gonna. He <laughs> might read it. I did read it. I. uh now it is. You better have read it. It's man. like a romantic suspense, you know, like you okay. know, somebody's trying to somebody's trying to kill the main character the whole time, and Ooh. she's trying to re rekindle this relationship, and so Ooh. totally stuff I would never ever read. Right? Like you know, I might watch that movie, but I'm definitely not going to read it. But I read it, and it was it was good. Like it had I'm me, excited. you know. Um, and and I I've heard this story a yeah. million times while she was like processing the writing, right? And it still had me. I was in it, and I was re- I'm not a big reader, Man. and I'm excited about this next one. It's supposed to be even more suspenseful. Um, you know, the second book is manipulate manipulate. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, I I don't know a How ton amazing. about it. I just know that like it starts with this you know this chick that can't remember anything. She yeah. finds herself in the hospital. And, and like so, you know, Dude, you gotta know what happens. That's awesome. So, yeah, Emily, there's your your uh, your plug. Yeah, I want to plug your chili. Yeah, the chili. She made some amazing chili. Uh, I wish night. we could take credit for that. That's a hundred percent. My cousin who lives here in Taylorville he told me that uh, you have to add this certain certain spice pack and it changes the game, and it does. Yeah, it's suckle I mean, busters. It if you can find suckle busters chili, <laughs> suckle, suckle busters chili, <laughs> suckle busters chili seasoning, man. Like uh, they sell it at the pool supply store here in in Taylorville. Like three places, it. yeah, three places in Illinois sell it. Where are the other two? Uh, one of them Shields. Shields, really? Allegedly. Now we <laughs> we've been in there looking for the chili stuff. Allegedly. Now they got every other kind of stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. all the you know the pork butt rub. You know, yeah. barbecue sauce, whatever. But they don't have the chili stuff. Mm. So don't go into Shields looking for it. You're I wonder find if. It. Um, Bass Pro Shop has it. Maybe. The, the company is based out of, out of Texas. And so, okay. um, yeah. It was good, man. It, it, it was delicious. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And I made it. She didn't. So, <laughs> um, her, so her, her, her promo is over. It, yeah. Um, not, we, enough talk about you, Emily. I, I married up and she writes books. I'm done talking nice about yeah. my wife. Yeah, that's you it. Know. That's um, all. I mean, so we don't need to do that anymore. But yeah. Um, so, you know, for anybody wondering, uh, who is this Garrett guy that is talking about finding an amp in uh, Danville, Illinois? Man, just tell us who you are. Yeah, man. So, my name's Garrett. I grew up here in central Illinois. Yeah. Uh, uh, my my wife, Emily, and I, we have two beautiful little girls. Uh, I really like boy names for girls. And so, we have Austin and Logan. Uh, they are little and they are wonderful. They and, are. And... Uh, Austin's starting to get a little bit sassy, and Logan's starting to get old enough that she does what Sissy does. So, okay. um, you know, our our wonderful days have 
cute, innocent children might be coming to a close. But uh, I love being a dad. Uh, you know, it's something I always knew I wanted to be. And then now that I'm in it, it's like, man, this is the greatest job in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe the second greatest job is being a youth pastor. And so that's what that's what I do uh, for my Nice segue. Uh, yeah, right. I, I work at Hope Church in Springfield. Um, I've been there for two years. I got there just in time. For the wow. pandemic, it was great. You know? I thought actually thought you were there longer. No, we, we got wow. there six months ahead of um, the two weeks to flatten the curve. Oh, man. And uh, <laughs> Flatten the curve, yeah. <laughs> and here we are, 18 months later. Yeah. Um, but, no, we're, um, we, we love it. We, we love the people there. Um, I've been connected at Hope in certain capacities for the last, I don't know, probably like seven years. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was really easy to just kind of fall into the staff. I work with awesome people. Uh, we have you awesome do. people that come to come to our church, um, including the students. Our, our, we have some great students who who love Jesus and love each other. Um, and I work with an awesome team of volunteers. You're one of them. Oh man! Um, so yeah, yeah, we've got we got a great team. I love what I do. I've been doing youth ministry for the last ten years now. Yeah, um, and it doesn't. It, it it never never stops changing. Just when I think I've mastered it, it's like, you know, it totally, totally changes in some weird way. Such as youth ministry, I oh, guess. Oh, man. And it's changed so much from when I stepped in. Now, you did youth ministry, right? Yeah. 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 Um, what years were you doing youth ministry? I'm trying to think of the years um, I'd done youth ministry. It was from like 2013 to like 2000. And- 17 because 2017 is when I went to start pastoring so that was so that span of four years is when I done youth ministry okay. it, I mean it feels different like just being oh, yeah. being with you and and um which I had older kids um uh, but just like being around the older kids because the older kids are there on Sunday nights it feels different oh yeah you know yeah it's it felt like a whole new a whole new world yeah you know? the last 10 years have been a wild ride because like you know even in even in 2013, like um, there is there is a different vibe with mm-hmm. with youth group. Um, I mean, we were out of the golden age of youth group, which was really like the 90s and, and oh, early yeah. 2000s. That's oh, yeah. like you know, man, you know the the youth pastors were able to do just so much. <laughs> oh man, early <laughs> uh, 2000s and youth bad, group, you know, is what is what brought me into the church. Oh, like, for sure, I didn't know. When my youth pastor, uh, shout out Mike Bailey, um, when he started youth pastoring and he had like the whole junior high and he like made it like a sanctuary and like this haven for youth, mm-hmm. like, man, I had no idea that this is what youth group could be and he could literally do anything. Like, oh yeah. I mean, it was, man, we were, we were awesome. Like we were the, we were the place to be. And I'm like, man, I'm going to this. Like, yeah. it's, you mean youth group's not just sitting in a room and having a Bible study and talking about Jonah and, and having the, you know. Uh, the illustrations, like it was like cool. Like we showed up and we rocked out. Yeah, and man, that's what got me really into church. Yeah, at that time. And and man, there's like even in. So I started in 2010 um, in Edinburgh. I, I graduated high school in 2010 as well. And so oh, wow. um, I was leading worship at the church You're while so I was young. a senior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've turned 30. All right, uh, yeah, which I'm really excited about because now all of my Aches and pains are explainable. Yep. Before it was just like, dude, you got to lose some weight. Um, that's why you hurt. Um, but anyway, uh, so like, I, I graduated in 2010. I, I was working at this church, um, Edinburgh Christian Church, as their their worship leader. Like, in it was a church of like 40, 50 people. Um, but the senior pastor there, he saw something in me. He's like, hey, we need somebody to come lead worship. You come do it. I'm like, it's a bad idea, but sure, I'll do it. You know. And so I did it. And then uh, when I graduated. They asked me to come back and just kind of help, you know, like we were losing some kids, that kind of stuff. We weren't connecting really well. Hey, you, you're young and fun. You got some ideas. You already work at the church. Why don't you come and help? Mm. So I started helping with junior high, and we saw this junior high boys group. I did the same things my youth pastor did. We On, on Tuesdays, I'd show up at the school. I'd pick the kids up. We'd go play football for like an hour, wow. like just touch football. I could see that. For an for hour. Sure. Yeah, it was a blast. And then... We'd head back over to the church. Um, I, you know, I'd give them some Mountain Dew and some chips, yeah. and I'd say, you know, hey, we should, let's pray over this, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was it. 
Like we, <laughs> there, now that's awesome. Again, you you had a kid leading kids. I didn't know what I was doing, yeah. but it was it was cool. I, and we saw kids starting to come. Yeah. And so when the youth pastor left, they they like the elders were like, hey, we know that you know you're young. You want to be a teacher. You don't want to be a youth pastor. We know that like you know the, we know those things. But hey, if you don't do this, you know we're not going to ask anybody else. Yeah. Like, um, because I was thinking they'd go and hire somebody that knows what's up. Right, they're like, dude, we're gonna we'll we'll kick an extra hundred bucks your way. Wow, if you just do this part of the job too, and I'm like, whatever, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll do this. And I, I said, if we start, we keep having kids show up. You got to find somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, well, they never found anybody else. They just let me keep riding That's that you. wave. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was cool. And and things changed over time. Thank goodness. Um, you know, like I got I got better at the the actual like teaching kids about Jesus portion. Of, yeah, you of did the job for sure. Um, but uh, initially, no, man, it was it was just all fun and games. But all that to say, man, um, uh, it used to be it used to be like you just open the doors and you have something. Mm-hmm. Like people are just looking for a spot. Yeah. And um, now, like that that doesn't feel like the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I was in youth group, and you can probably relate to this too. Mm-hmm. It's like if the doors were open and there was a ball. Yep. That was it, you yep. know. If there were stale chips and you know some Kool Aid that yep. didn't have sugar in it, you know, like, well, I'd still show up for that, and you know, and and my classmates did too. And now it's like to try to win that attention. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's because you know, we're so inundated with all these other options, mm-hmm. and there's the yep. fear of missing out. It's like, man, I'm not going to say yes to this thing until I know it's the best possible thing I can do on a Sunday night. Yes. Um, yes. But man, as a kid, it's like if there was, you know, we're going to spend the night at the church. Oh, what are we going to do? We're going to eat some ice cream and spend the night at the church. Uh, dope. I'm it. there. Yeah. yeah. You know, now it's like, oh, hey, we're going to, we're, we're going to go ice skating. We're going to go play laser tag. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to go to Sky Zone. We're going to do all this yeah. in the same night. What's the itinerary? And then, uh, then I'll still have kids like, you know, halfway through the night. Like, Can I have my phone? Like, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And, yeah. And, 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 and I mean, and, I, I love this generation of kids. Like, don't hear me like, you know, this old crotchety guy that's like, oh, you know, kids suck. They don't. They're awesome. And and I really believe that, yeah. like, that they're going to they're gonna make a big-time difference, something we've not seen before. I agree. And I believe they're already doing that. Um, but I also know that there is a, a real battle mm-hmm. for attention. And I think it doesn't stop with the kids. I think it goes up. I think that we, you know, um, as as adult people... We've forgotten that, like, the the things that plague the youth of America plague us, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yep. Y- you know who's on TikTok? It's, you know, it's parents mm-hmm. and their kids. Oh, yeah, for you know? sure. And so it's it's <laughs> like, you know, we're like, oh, man, TikTok, it's, you know, it's the... <laughs> It's the death of America's youth. Yeah. It's just going to spoil their brains. And it might, but it's spoiling yours too. Oh, yeah. It's and uh, A lot of people. Right. You there know? are some people I've seen on there, and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a TikTok. I don't post anything. Yeah, I have one but too. But, man, it's hilarious. Um, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm like, again, you know, if uh, if you're, like, on the fence, like, whether or not to get TikTok, don't. It's probably not, the like, yeah. the best investment of time. Yeah. But if you're on there, there's some funny stuff. Oh, man. Um, it's like what Vine could have oh, been. But, Vine. Uh, oh, yeah. Vine. Yeah. I feel like that's like, as a millennial, as a millennial, I feel like that's one of the greatest things my generation has ever given to the world was Vine videos. I agree. Um, it changed everything. It changed Instagram. Yep. It changed, um, I mean, it, it added the whole stories and not like the whole like cut, mm-hmm. like the cut videos and like it added Jump all that cuts. to every to every social media platform. Yep. And was it Instagram that really kind of, when they started doing their version of Vine, was it Instagram or was it another uh, one? I think it was Snapchat. Snapchat. Was it Snapchat? Yeah, because, like, Instagram, like, they, I, I don't know, this is just my outside perspective looking at social media. I feel like somebody sat and they looked at Facebook and they were like, well, you know, the problem with Facebook is people can say too much. Yeah, so for what, sure. What if they just had to post pictures? Okay. Well, right, yeah. Let's let's do it. Well, what are we gonna call it? Instagram? Boom. Yeah, yeah. Done. So they, we've had we've solved the Facebook problem of yep. people, you know, using it as their soapbox. Yep. With Instagram, you just gotta post pictures and you can add a caption. Well, <laughs> then here comes Snapchat, and Snapchat <laughs> has mastered these stories. Yeah. He's like, 
man, you know, Vine is dead. We're moving in, you yep. know, and we, they got these 15 second stories that disappear over time. It was Snapchat. I remember that now. Yep. And so like, you know, and as, as a, a person, you're like, well, yeah. shoot, you know, I just, I don't want my stuff out on the internet forever. 10, 15 seconds. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I'll, you know, this is on my brain. I'm going to throw it out there. Yeah. And so, you know, you had Snapchat and you still have it. People use it to communicate, whatever. But then Instagram is like, we're stealing that idea. Yeah. And so, you know, which was smart on them, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think they got sued a couple times, but. I do believe that as well. They Man, made it work. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy uh, to think about just how, um, and, you know, I've got to be careful because it's like you can connect so much that you disconnect. mm and I think that's like you go like going back to what you said, like there's so many options out there and just TikTok and, and Snapchat and Instagram. And I mean, I've got sixth grade kids who, you know, um, they're wild. Oh, yeah. And there's some of them that are still coming up to me and be like, I'm bored. Yeah. I'm like, dude, we got the nine square game. You got basketball. You got football. Uh, you got um, the game you have out in the hallway. Yeah. I'm like, dude, there's stuff for you to do. I mean, there's like. Yeah, and, and the idea of, as a society, I think we've forgotten what it's like to be bored. Um, yeah, right. The value of being bored. Right. Um, oh, man. Yeah, that's you good. You know, and, and there really is. There's value in being bored. And yeah, so, like, wow. you know, because uh, today, so one of the things I'm trying to do is I'm, I'm trying to wake up and pray. Like, I, yes. you know, um, our, our senior pastor, Brian, he's like, hey, you got to preach the first Sunday of the year. Which is to talk about prayer, mm. talk about it as a discipline. I'm like, crap! Now I gotta like do this, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to stand up there and be like, yeah, hey, you gotta get your prayer life right, and then I'm not willing to do it myself. So mm. I've been stepping in, trying to do that. You've been my accountability partner on that. Yeah, you know how poorly I've done about um, getting up early. <laughs> when's the when's the last morning under, that I? T- yeah, I'm not gonna the, throw you under the bus. <laughs> when's uh, the last morning that I texted you and said yeah, I was awake? That's true, um, but like. Even still, though, like today, I, I'm off on Fridays. Yeah. And so got the house cleaned up, picked everything up uh, while the girls were sleeping. And I had, like, this window of time where I didn't have anything to do. Mm. Like, it's like, oh, man, it's too early to head to Taylorville. Yeah. And the girls are still asleep. Yeah. What am I going to do? <laughs> and so the temptation, <clears throat> excuse me, temptation was to grab the phone, hit TikTok, Go, oh man, absolutely. Instead, I did my prayer time, and there's value in being bored because, like, you know, if yeah, yeah, we we all have the same amount of time now that we did, you know, 200 years ago, yep, before the the phone was even dreamed of. Oh man, yeah, you know, um, but like, we have the same amount of time, the days are the same length, you know, global warming hasn't taken away (laughs) our hours, (laughs) right? Um, but we we just don't know how to we don't know how to rest. I know that about myself. Like, oh it's man, like yeah. Slowing down long enough to rest, and and it's like especially true with with kids. Yep. Because they're so busy. Yep. And we as a, a people are so busy that whenever you got to hold still, it's like, what do I do now? What yep. do I do with my thoughts? What do I do with like you know, I mean, not constant entertainment, whatever it is, like. What do I do in this time? And so mm. I think that's good. And um, something that I think about, and I don't remember who, um, <clears throat> I don't remember who preached this or where I heard it from. I, I don't want to say it was Pastor Brian, but I feel like I heard it recently um, where like I, for me, like I always would use this whole, like I'd come home and I like, I need to veg out. Yeah. Like, I just need to be a vegetable I don't need to do anything. I just need to like get on Xbox or at PlayStation at the time, or or I just need to watch something. And mm-hmm. I was do like I could have taken that time and been like, okay, if I'm going to veg out, like don't just do nothing. Oh like, yeah, fill that with something. Like don't unplug. Plug into something or sleep. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like rest. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's a that's a real thing, man. It's yeah. like, um. I I know that my most wasted time of the day is between 10 p.m. and, and midnight. Oh, for it's sure. It's like for sure. Oh, I'm gonna catch this this movie that I have really no interest in watching, yep. or I'm gonna watch this movie I've watched a million times. Like, yep. You know, Lord of the Rings. So yeah, there I you go. Rewatch the trilogy for the third time that month. Yeah. You know, but like you know, can't do that stuff. You're just you're 
throwing away that thing, you're throwing away time, you're throwing away that valuable resource for something that's less. Yeah, um, you are. And so, I don't know. That's I, really good. I, one of the things that I know about myself is that, um, you know, the our generation of people, this, you know, emerging generation of, of yeah. adults who are raising families, buying homes, you know, in the in the thick of their career, like, fun fact, we're getting close to the Super Bowl. Like, and yes. uh, I'm, you know, I'm not a Rams fan, but I'm rooting for the Rams. Oh, jeez. You, you know how old? Get out. Are, are you for real? Yeah, <laughs> get out. Dude, I love, I love the Rams. Like, <laughs> well, like, they were from oh, St. Louis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They so, were from St. Louis. Yeah, I so. mean, like, that's why that's why I like the Rams. Yeah. You know, because they were such a crappy team while they were in St. Louis those yeah. last few years. Yeah. And it's so nice to see them doing well. But Sean McVay, you know how old that guy is? No. He's like 36. Oh, man, wow. You know, like, yeah. and and when he was in the Super Bowl a few years ago, he was like thirty four. Yeah, you know, so like that makes me realize, like, dude, we have we're 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 the adultiest adults around here. That's right, man. Um, but anyway, as we like as we kind of step into that world as millennials, as like the the people who are going to be leading churches, and you know, um, what does the church look like? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, one of the things that I keep reading and hearing, and I believe it 100%. And if you look around the world, if you look at the world around us, it becomes painfully obvious. Like, we've reached the end of Christendom, mm-hmm. you know, where we've taken for granted that people go to church. Um, we, we take, we, you know, like, because the thing that you keep hearing, especially from from that generation of church leaders, like, I, I'm the youngest pastor on staff. Okay. Um, at at Hope, uh, youngest full time pastor on yeah. staff. PJ just came on; he's a little younger than I am. Okay, um, but he's he's part time, so I can still hold on to the. There you go, youngest, youngest full time. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, I, I like one of the things that sneaks into our our language is how do we get people back to church? Mm-hmm. Well, we're approaching a a generation, our generation, where like maybe the last time they were at church was youth group. Mm. You know, yep. and so yep. like this back to church idea, well, it doesn't really look that way. I mean, like, you know, how do we get them to church? We're starting to see like a, like a undeveloped generation of people who yep. don't know Jesus. Yep. Um, and you know, because our thought is oh, we're not seeing as many people in church. How do we get those people back? Because we believe that we've lost them. You know, mm-hmm. but we probably never had them in the first place. Mm-hmm. And the people that we've lost, wow, they're you know. We'll get them back one day, but today's not that day. Wow. Uh, at least I don't think it is. It ended up be, there's still some day left today that it could be that day. But, I, you know, I don't know. What do you think? <clears throat> Man, um, honestly, when I think about, like, pe- like people our age, I kind of think about, you know, from my perspective, you know, I found myself this year looking for a church and, like, feeling, mm-hmm. like, feeling like I needed um, desperately to... Um, experience something different and like you know so for me the biggest thing I needed and wanted was community Mm. and connection yeah Um, and part of me wanted that but I also like you know like when I was going through like the divorce and stuff like I was kind of like man I just want to sneak in a big church Sneak in the back and just not be seen. Sneak out and be and be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I found with hope is um, they're a they're a big church, but we're like yeah. I mean we're not, we're big, but we're you're big. T- it's a big church to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's there's enough of us that it feels small. It right? feels small. Like, like it, there's it, there's enough there's enough people that are that are engaging with yes. with others that it, yes. You, you don't. You can't just sneak in and sneak out without being noticed. That's people, true. You know, people and it are was, know that you're different. And I remember um, this is a, a funny story. I was. This was my like third service, <clears throat> and I was in the back and I was taking notes. And um, the pastor had said something about taking notes, and like I guess he just noticed me taking notes. Like I was just furiously writing down what he was saying. He was like, "I see you back there, Cody. You're taking notes. You you should do that." I'm like, how do you even know my name? <laughs> like, I look at Dustin, and I'm like, how does he know my name? That's weird. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I'd never really met him. And and it was just like, okay. But it, it, it just feels like 
this small community. And to me, that that was just everything, like that connection. And I guess the more people I talk to, um, you know, and I haven't talked to everybody about this, but like they just want genuine connection. Mm-hmm. Like, man, like programs are great. Like, you know, like we have to have programs and all that I understand, but like genuine connection, like people just want to be connected to. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a need. Um, I don't know. I guess that was just for me. Like I, I needed that connection. I needed that community and I found that. Um, but I know it's not like that everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's just kind of my perspective and where I was at when I felt like I needed church the most. Like I felt like, okay, everything else is failing in my life. I need to find something. I need to plug into something, uh, real and true. So when I did that, I mean, I found, you know, connection was my biggest thing. So I don't know if that really, no, that, that, that ain't like, along. yeah, that, that answers the question. Cause like for me, I, it's, it's interesting because I'm, I've been getting paid to go to church since I was 17. <laughs> right. I mean, like, right. You know, somebody has been handing me a check for, for being there on Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, whether I'm holding a guitar or I'm, or I'm talking to kids, yeah. like, you know, somebody has been paying me to be there. Right. And so the idea of like finding a new church means I'm finding a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, I know what I want in a church, mm-hmm. like as as a dad and as a husband and as a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Like I know what I'm, I want mm-hmm. our church to be, but it's it's cool to to hear like somebody who's looking for a church. What are they looking for? Yeah, because the the reality is, and what we're seeing as we we see like you know anxiety, depression, suicide, mm-hmm. all those things that are that are just this obvious symptom of well, there's something lacking. Yeah, you know, there's something broken here. Yeah. Like, you know, you look around the world, the, the polarization of the world, just how, you know, we've got all these camps and these camps, they don't share a lot of common ground. Yep. You know, as as everything spins out, it's easy for us to look at this and be like, dude, there's something broken mm-hmm. here. There's something wrong. And I mean, I believe that's the lack of a real community. Absolutely. And I, and I don't even wow. know that we know what a real community looks like. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. um, anymore, you know, just because... We call Facebook a community, yeah. And you know, <laughs> right. And, and if you're if you've if you found great supportive community on Facebook, I, man, I'm not knocking it. I know right. that happens, but there's good. I, yeah. I also think that's an outlier. I Absolutely. think that's a, that is not a that is not the the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not like <clears throat> preaching against social media too. I think that there's like all things in moderation. But yeah. like, um, I mean, do we do we know what it's like? And the bigger thing is like you start looking at these kids growing up in the digital age, mm-hmm. do they know how to build community outside of yeah, the, you know, five-inch screen? I mean, I'm de- I'm, I've dealt with that several times uh, with students, um, not particularly in youth group, but just in school, um, not knowing how to communicate with other kids their own age because all they've done is, is connect, you know, digitally. Mm-hmm. All they've done is connect through... YouTube, they're living this life on YouTube or, or whatever they're on, like TikTok right. or whatever, and that's how they communicate. And it's like, man, like you're so disconnected by using things that are supposed to connect you, but you're really disconnecting yourself completely. Right. Well, and, and it's you're, and it's interesting too because, like, to me, like as somebody who like, I remember what it was like without social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I, I remember what it was like to have a MySpace account, you know, man, um, wow. Like, and, uh, and, and that kind of stuff. And, and I remember like, you know, so I rem I remember what it's like to not have that, like that, that forum yeah. where you're at. So if you wanted to be with your friends, you had to be with your you friends. You had to be with yeah. them. And so like youth group was enticing because the doors were open. My friends were there. Yep. You know, um, th- those kind of things we, we got really pumped about. We yep. would go and do that because that was, that's the way that we got to be together. Even when smartphones burst onto the scene and there was texting and, and stuff like that, that was, that was happening. But even still, yeah, you would text and you'd, you'd still huddle. Still meet up. But yeah. Then, but now like with kids, like, um, <laughs> they, their digital relationships are on the same level mm-hmm. as their like physical in-person relationships yes. to them. And so like as it as a person who works with students, like my first initial thing is to like totally 
buck against that, like right. to push back right. and be like, no, nah, I mean, like, that's not real. Like, you know, hey, you need to wake up because mm-hmm. this, this ain't the real world. But to them, it, it, it is the real yeah. world. And that really is a real person. Right. And so their understanding of like the the digital avatar is connected to a real human, they, they do that. Like they can figure that out faster than I can. Wow. So maybe the, there is a value there. Wow. That isn't, isn't quite tapped because like my wife, um, she leads a, a the freshman and sophomore girls group with with um, with Riley, and and they like they have a great group of girls, yeah. and they were talking about this relationship thing, like friendships, like specifically, what do you do with friends that you don't see that you just text? You know, is that the same level of friendship as everything else? And like, yeah, and I'm thinking about it, like, well, okay, this is yeah, so wow, you know, I I don't know, all that to say, like, you know. I know that, like, we're lacking in real community. Mm-hmm. My, you know, old crotchety side is I want to look at the digital verse, the universe, <laughs> yeah, and say that this sure. is the problem. This for is why sure. we don't have real community. But, you know, is real community only doable when you're with people? Yeah, like physically with people. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's um, that's an interesting question, and I and I feel like. Um, I think more so now than ever, we have to meet them where they are, because uh, I feel like that's what God would do, or it's what God does. Yeah. He meets us where we are, and you know, without completely losing that physical community, we do need to, you know, try to, um, you know, mingle in the digital side of it, and and I think um, Hope does a really good job of that, like where, you know. We're still meeting physically, and there's still so much to do physically. But it's like, okay, um, we're meeting you where we are, where, like where you are. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like, you know, and I'm like you, like the the old side of me is like death to technology. Yeah, right. Even though I mean, even though I love technology, and you know, my whole house is run by technology, and I'm on all the social media platforms, yeah. and uh, and I have to, in like looking back on these past two years, like I've definitely needed moderation in social media, uh, because I mean, you can live a life on social media, mm-hmm. and that's that's like I heard people talk about it even at at work, um, how you know it's like, man, I've got to get off this social media platform or this social media platform because I'm comparing myself. Yeah. Um, so you know there are dangers in it, and I don't know if I'm maybe uh, going off on a completely different uh, topic there, but um, but yeah, we just need to figure out how to. I don't know how to just like get the best of both worlds. I guess like you know yeah. somehow meet them where they are, um, but while still creating a place where they feel like they can come and be. For sure. Together. Yeah. Um, so I, don't, I think you're right. I think it is like a both and. But I I think that the the, the piece that like that's hitting that's hit me with this, the thing that I believe that like God's been working on my perception of the world around me with is like I've always believed that like you can't have a real relationship without real contact. Right. And I'm yeah. starting to understand that that might not be the, the thing. What makes what makes real community hmm. isn't being together. Because you yeah. have real community at the bar, you have real community on Facebook. Yeah, the the real community thing, the thing that unites people together, is something that that transcends. We have the shared common ground of yep. of this. You know, like we we both enjoy coffee, or we both enjoy this. No, like we both like believe in Jesus. Yeah, and we and we know that our hope is firmly in Him and nothing else. Yeah, and like. That's where that real community comes in because it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. It doesn't matter if you, you know, yep. drink Coke or Pepsi. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like those, like things that separate us. Right. You know, they go out the window because there's something that's that's greater. Yep. You know, and it doesn't matter if you like agree with the vaccine or you don't agree with the vaccine. Like you know, <laughs> if we want to get a little oh. like really start hitting <laughs> stuff. I mean, like yeah. you know what? There, there's Christians that have the vaccine and there's Christians that don't. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, like, I think that the church has a unique opportunity that I didn't see before, but really the pandemic has shown this mm-hmm. incredible light on, is that when the dust settles from this thing, yeah, people are going to be more divided than they've ever been. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. 
I mean, I, I thought that 2020 was as bad as it was going to get. No, mm-hmm. man, I, don't, I, I think it's gotten even worse. I agree. And those camps, they are further and further apart, and you're starting yeah. to see breaks in the camps, and so there's people all by themselves. So and when, when we're at the end of this thing, What's the church offering that nobody else can? I think it's this this thing that transcends this belief mm-hmm. that you know, you know. I, I may disagree with your political stance. I may b- disagree yeah. with your take on this issue or that issue. I may disagree with those things, but we agree on who Jesus is. Oh man! And yeah, you know, and because we agree on who Jesus is, we're going to have real conversation about like. You know, okay, you you disagree with this thing. I disagree with, like, you know, with, with me on this. Let's have a real conversation. And I yeah. know that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you might be mad at me, but you still love me because we have something that's that's common. Yeah, that's bigger. That's bigger than anything. That's bigger than issues. I, and that's oh man, yeah. I mean, just um, it was. I think in the summer, Pastor Brian preached about connecting to people. And just having real conversations with them, and I, I think he referenced Paul, um, and I can't—I remember it was in Acts, so it was in his series um, mm-hmm. in Acts, um, and he, he talked about that how Paul went to these people and he was talking to them, and he was—he wasn't berating them, and he wasn't—he oh. wasn't destroying them. He was just talking to them, and man, you know, if we could learn to somehow um, honor each other. Whilst if like even if we disagree, I mean we can still honor each other in that disagreement. Right. Um, I mean you're you're a Colts fan, you know. I mean I, I don't am. I don't agree I with really you. Really wish you wouldn't put that on <laughs> after the way that this season ended. <laughs> it's okay, um, man. You know I'm a Raiders fan. I know you are. So we and, we both uh, are. But but yeah. So like you know. any disagreements, like we can still find a way to honor each other. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, man, it's just it's just so it's scary um to see just how much people are willing to hate because of differing for sure. And over things that are like you said are just man, they don't there's something bigger here that we can we can find and agree on. Right. Like we don't need to be destroying each other over the smallest issues. Right. So, yeah. yeah, it's just man, wow. Well, and I, I think I mean constantly when I look at the church and when I think about like what's the what's the future of the church where where what do we lean into that yeah. the rest of the world isn't going to be able to offer and yeah. I think that like you know, what Jesus gave us yeah. what what He told us yeah. said you're gonna the world's gonna know you're my disciples by the way you love one another yes it wasn't by the way that you you know run politics it wasn't by the way that your buildings look it wasn't by the way that your music sounds it That's wasn't right. by the way that your missions department runs. Yep. It wasn't by the way that, you know, kids flock to your youth group. You know, it wasn't by any of those things. It was just by the way that you loved each the other. The way you loved each other. And, and I mean, you know, I think that what what's happening is that the the debauchery of the world around us. Yeah. You know. It's a nice word. Debauchery. Yeah. I like that. You know. Um, and, I, and I mean that in the loosest way. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, anyway, but the brokenness of the world around us. Yes. Uh, the brokenness of the world the around depravity. us. Depravity. Yes. It's paving the way, paving the way for the church to be able to march in and say, listen, like the rest yep. of the world can't offer you this, but we can. Dude, I hope you know, the church we sees can, that. And we can because of Jesus. Yep. And, but we, we will totally miss that. Oh, man. Absolutely. If, if we continue to, because, you know, um, it's easy to see that this is the path forward, but man, as long as the church exi- has existed, we've been just as cutthroat as the rest of the world. Absolutely. I mean, that's why Paul's constantly saying, hey, get along, hey, get along, hey, get along. Yep. You know, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out, because Jesus said, they're going to know that you're special because of the way that you treat one another. Yeah. If we can't figure that out, yep. we're only going to think we're any more special than, you know, being a Colts fan or being, you know, <laughs> right. like, or right. being in that stadium with a bunch of other people or, you know, if that's, if that's all we are, just fans of this, I mean, yeah, uh, it's not enough, but it's not enough. And, and I think one of two things will happen. I think that either, either the church will rise to meet this expectation mm-hmm. or we're going to just continue to see the church go the way of the dodo. 
um, yeah. until we figure out those pieces. And the churches that do figure out those those pieces, because like that that's real, yeah. and it's something that Disney can't provide. I mean, mm-hmm. like Disney's going to provide a better better show. Preach. Ted's going to have a better talk than yeah. I will. Like, yeah. the, oh, you Ted, know, I thought you were talking about Ted Lasso. No, no, no. But like. Uh, <laughs> Man, Ted Lasso's legit. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, no, I didn't mean to uh, get us off topic there. No, 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 you're good, you're good. But I'm saying, like, TED Talks, like, you yeah, know, TED, TED Talks. Talks are going to give you more knowledge, you know, like, all those things, like, somebody else is going to come along and be more, uh, more whatever, it, with especially yeah. as, as accessible as the world is, like, dope music in church made a ton of sense when you couldn't go out and hear good music. Yeah. Like... You know, like having having the best music around yeah. in the church made a lot of sense when, you know, it was difficult to get out and, and hear good music. Yeah. And so, um, like that was a that was a really good approach. But now it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna win people to Jesus just by having good right. tunes. I mean it's you, just, you gotta have it's different. You gotta have something real. It's different. I know yeah. growing up in uh the backwoods of West Virginia Bible belt, um it would have been easy to have a gospel sing, mm-hmm. you know, back then. And man, people would flood the place, come out of those hollers and just coming ready to just stomp and dance for Jesus. Yeah. It's just not like that anymore. I don't know. What, what is a holler? What is a holler? Yeah, do you not? Dude, there's no hollers here. All right. So I it's actually, that. It's right. actually a hollow. <laughs> okay. But back in West Virginia, we call it a holler. So what, what, okay, what is a hollow? So it's basically just it's like a, cave. a really deep valley. Oh, like between two mountains. Back in the, back in the holler. Look it up. Google it, dude. I, like, <laughs> we have redneck word of the day. <laughs> holler hollers. Uh, but it really is a hollow. So it's just a hollowed out part of the mountains, you know. Okay, and it goes, you know, it goes back. Uh, well, the hollers where I'm from, they go back really far, and um, you know, just communities, small communities, back up in the hollers. But it's a hollow. Yeah, we have river valleys. Ri- oh, uh, I like it. You know, but that's about as valley as it yeah. gets. I would. I mean, I would think floodplains. I would think a hollow would be a valley. You know. Sure. You know. You've not you've not seen our valleys. They're pretty sad. So yeah, you I couldn't don't... like live there. You wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> If you live in a river valley, you're going to get swept away eventually. <laughs> so, okay. That, uh, Any, anyway, no. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. People don't live in river valleys. At, uh, <laughs> not in not Illinois. For, at least not for long. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's what a holler is. Um, that's that's good to know, man. I, I you, you said something about hollers the other day, and I'm like... Oh, I did. I did. We were I talking about it. I don't know what that is. I know it's a geographical term, but... Um, yeah, but it is hollow. Is what it's actually called. I couldn't. I mean, I I figured it was a hollow. Yeah. Like, I I I don't know. You know, for forever. Uh, you know, up a holler. That's what I thought. You know, thought it was a word. And then one day, I realized it's not a word. Well, I mean, you know, you know. So such is life. Right. Coming from the backwoods of West Virginia, which is you know, hey, I love West Virginia. So yeah, mountain mountain mama. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to West Virginia. Man. I might have driven through West Virginia for a moment on my way to real Virginia. You know <laughs> the real Virginia. <laughs> um, I was going to say something. Um, oh, but yeah, I, th- I just think it's different. Um, people are wanting a different type of connection. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's not going to be what it was, like the cool music and the cool thing. It's just not going to be that. It's going to be that real connection, that real love. And to me... And I guess it's just me, but to me, it's simple. It's like we just love each other. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not like that. It's really not that simple. No, it's not. I mean, you know, you know and and that's uh, yeah. It is. The, it's the simplest answer. I'm, I was I started listening to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm a, I'm an audiobook guy, and I, I like listening to some just like fantasy in there too. And so yeah. Um, I had a teacher that really loved the book, and so when I saw it pop up on the free stuff for me to listen to on the library, I was like, boom, we're taking it. So anyway. I might check it out. I you, started you, listening to it. You talked about it several times. I might check it out. Yeah. Um, I, I started listening to it today, actually. Um, and one of the things that like that they say in the, the first chapter is they talk about Jesus, mm-hmm. and they're wow. like, yeah, they nailed this guy to the tree because he told people to love love." Wow people wow i'm like man i hope that's like the reputation that jesus has yeah um but like he said it flippantly like the author kind of writes that flippantly yeah 
in that, you know, like, it, it should be easy. But, man, it's not. It's not. You yeah. know, and and that's what, like, you know, that's what made Jesus different. Yeah. And, you know, we, and I think that, I think that what makes it so not easy is that, like, we, we can't get out of the way of thinking, like, you can't think different and love me. You yeah. can't, you can't disagree with me and love me. Well, that's just garbage. Yeah, it's true. Like, you know, it's true. It, or you can't, you can't. It's a bad apple. You know, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it, for sure. Yeah. I forgot to plug that word. Uh, needed, needed to have that like on a post-it note or something. Uh, but no, it's a, it's a, it is though. But it's like, you know, we get, in, we get in the way of thinking like, man, like it, you only love me mm-hmm. if you agree with everything in my life. You only yep. love me yep. if you, you know are good with everything I'm doing. Yep. If you know, we we think of acceptance and love as the same same thing. Yep. Man, I, like we're only thinking I, about our kingdom and we want to serve our kingdom and we want you you better serve my kingdom and what my purpose sure. is. And it's just like if if that's not what you're doing, then you're wrong. Right. You know. And and then that's not love. More it's than not. that. More than that, that's not love. And that's that's the thought is like you can't disagree and yeah. still love each other. Yeah. Like you just, you can't do that. I mean yeah. Um, when ultimately what you said earlier, there's something bigger. There's a kingdom that we all oh, for should sure. be serving regardless of what we disagree with and what we agree with. And there's a wisdom that we should submit to. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I love my little girls. Yeah. I, I, my my oldest daughter, she's about to turn three. She's awesome. Yeah. Love her to death. But, like, when she does dumb stuff that could hurt herself, <laughs> right? my will triumphs over hers. Yeah. And she has to, like, do I love her less by correcting her? No. Absolutely. No, not. I'm saying like if you continue to live life the way that you're living it, mm-hmm. you're gonna bust your face. So like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like uh, let me, your dad, who knows things mm-hmm. more than you do, step in and show you some wisdom and help you live a better life. Wow. If she decides not to listen to me, falls and busts her face, do I love her less? No, man. But because I like I, I offer that to her out of love, like because I I want to see her grow and and as christians we can adopt that same sort of posture especially when it comes to scripture like if we if we start looking at scripture as like hey this is our dad mm-hmm. telling wow. us hey if yep. you if you keep like just know that if you if you live stupid it's all there i still love you yeah but you're gonna fall and bust your face man like you know goodness um that that sort of thing that's the posture there but then when we start looking at other people other christians you know the people that we're supposed to love that we might disagree with. Yeah. You know if our posture is like, hey, you know, I still love you even if you're even if you're making these mistakes. Yeah. I still love you even if if even if you don't care about the things that I care about the way I I care about them. But hey, let's have a conversation rooted in this love mm-hmm. and and understand like, hey, like we can we can dialogue because I don't think the way forward is just this blind acceptance of what everybody else is doing. Exactly. Um, because like we're just gonna end up we're gonna end up super shallow and not really real. Yeah. But what's harder and what makes love that Jesus is talking about real love is to be able to sit across the table and you know and say, Hey, like I don't agree with your stance here. You don't agree with my stance here. Let's have a real conversation about this. Yep. And we're gonna walk away from here, still being brothers. Yeah. Because we have a relationship that's built on something bigger than our own disagreements, Man, our, that's own, awesome. our own other stuff. I, and I don't know what that hundred percent looks like. I think that's, you know, again, you know, we're talking about it, talking yeah. about it so easy, but doing it so hard doing it so yeah. because I get, I get super annoyed and unloving with, with other people, yeah, especially other Christians. That's kind of, that's kind of where I fall to. I just, I talk about it, talking about it is so easy, but how do we practically daily do this? Cause I mean, just yesterday I was just so annoyed uh, with the, you know, uh, with a person, hmm. and I'm just like, man, get out of my face. <laughs> I didn't say that, but like, yep. that's how I felt. And it's like, man, like, I don't know. How do we practically do that? Like, that's uh, that's something um, that I'm just trying to I'm trying to find in my life. Like, how do I do these things? How do I take this, the depths of all this, and make it practical? And um, you know, how do I apply this daily? I guess is what what I've been trying to look for and. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want to genuinely love like Jesus loves, 
And um, that's I mean, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to say. Like I said, it's easy to hit record and oh, talk yeah. about it on a podcast. But like, you know, let's do it. Yeah. Well, I, and, I, and I think that that's like you know, that's the money ball, man. That's the one that's gonna like. If if we can figure that out as a church, uh, if we can figure out how to how to love one another and, and oh, like dude. and and I don't think there I, I know not, not I don't think I know there's not like a silver bullet right I know it's not just being nicer to each other right I know like you know but I do think though that God has given us a, a great example of what that love's supposed to look like in families oh, man. you know because yes. yeah you know I I have a pretty functional family right. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a, in a great home with great parents, good sister, you know, who did everything I told her to do and <laughs> didn't ask any questions. It was yeah. great. Like, and so like, I know that there might be people listening to this like, dude, you know, I don't want the kingdom of God to look anything like my family. Right. But right. I think that there's a, a realness of you have people in your family that are damaged goods that yes. piss you off, but man, you still love them. Yep. And so, like, how do you, how do you toe that line? How do you do that? What does that look like? You know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Where I think that that's like God has given us like a cheat code, man, in that, and yeah. like, and shown us like this is this is this is potentially a way forward. Wow, and that's why you know we call the church like the family of God. Yeah, it's it's powerful, just, right? Now I think that's I think that there's the other piece too. Like this is just like hit me here, but like I think that picking. Abraham and his family was strategic. Wow. Because you think about it. Wow. Like there was a connection there. Yep. A family bond. Um, and now it was a very ancient family bond by the yeah. time we get to Jesus. But like even still, there are family roots yeah. that run through their shared experiences, shared life. And you like you have that you should have a familial bond there. But I mean, like I don't again though. I don't know what that looks like because yeah, you you might be trying to love somebody like your family and they just don't want that right or that kind of love or the way you love your family might be different than what somebody else needs and so again I I don't think there's a silver bullet yeah but I do think that's if we want people to take Jesus seriously which oh, which I do I absolutely mean, um then I think that's the way forward yeah if the church. Um, if the church body would love like the church body should, then the church would actually be the church. Oh, for sure. Like if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, and what, man. And what's cool is like, you know, one of the things with youth group is like, we are, uh, we're seeing that play out yeah. when, when kids find relationships with each other, when they, when they build those friendships, when, you know, when they're spending time at camp or they're spending time on a retreat, or even when they're seeing each other on Sunday nights and their small groups and stuff like that, yep. that you start to see bonds form and, What's what's cool is over time those bonds become so you know deeply rooted if yeah. they stick with it yeah if they if they ditch that doesn't happen right you can't like if you're a church hopper guess what you're never gonna find a home you're never Absolutely gonna find a family not. like you you gotta find, you gotta be in long enough yep. that you can make each other mad and resolve it mm. otherwise you're not really family yep. so but but what's cool students especially like. You know, students that their their families are highly invested in the church. You start watching them, and they they go through the whole cycle, and they get mad at each other. They have splits, they have problems, they have whatevers. <laughs> yeah. And then they figure it out, and by their senior year, you know, they're they're not graduating with a bunch of acquaintances. They're they're graduating graduating with these real relationships, friends. Yeah. And you know what we see at the end of at the end of the year when we do like senior survey, like what's your be- like best thing about Hope students? I mean, you know, what are, what are you going to miss the most? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, they talk about their small group. They talk about that wow, community. That's awesome. They don't talk about the games. They don't like, and, and the ones that talk about music, it's because they're a part of the band they're, and, they're playing. and, and they've yeah. had that community. There. Right. Like, I, I don't know, man. I think that that's as a church, we have to master that. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's our way forward. And I don't know what it looks like practically. I wish I, I wish I again had like a game plan. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, but I, I do know that that's, that's what Jesus has given us. Um, yeah. And he said, Hey, if you guys can figure out how to love each other, people are going to take notice and they're going to know that you're weird because <laughs> you know, 
y'all have yeah. differences, and I think that Jesus picked different people on purpose because they all had differences. And so it's like, what, what is Jesus doing with this? You know, he's got a zealot and he's got a tax collector. Man. Yeah. Does he, he, he want to fight, you know? Yeah. Like he's talking to Samaritans and he's talking to, to Jewish leaders. Does he know what he's doing? Yeah. You know, he's talking to men and women. You know, he's talking to, you know, like, he's he's doing things wrong here. You know, he he just got done eating with the sinners, and then he went and he ate with the religious officials. Yeah. I mean, it's like, this dude, like, does he know no bounds? Well, no, he doesn't. And and I, I think that's hard for us to grasp and understand it. But if we can figure it out, man, big things. Yeah, if happen. we can figure it out. Wow. Man, I'll tell you By what. By the grace of Jesus, hopefully we do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'll tell you what. Um, you know, when I came in to uh, to Hope Church last year, and, you know, I talk about it a lot just because, man, my heart is just overwhelmed uh, with what I think Jesus would be like. I, I feel like, you know, I was this lost sheep, and I feel like when I came to Hope Church, um, and you know, I'm not saying, I, I don't know everybody at Hope Church. I have, you know, I know a certain amount of people and who I've worked with and you mm-hmm. and, and Dustin and, but like, I just felt like there was this, this act of, they really sought me out and tried to connect me and tried to love on me. And it was like, I, I was, I was so lost and, you know, the, I just felt like I was just this chief of sinners and I connected and, and it was like Dustin just, and he's the connections pastor, yeah. you know, and it's like he didn't hesitate to be like, let's meet for coffee where I'm, I'm meeting with you. And it's like, man, do you not even know who I am and what I've done? Like, I'm a mess. I've screwed up my life. And like, you're, you're still wanting, you're still willing to meet with me. And, just, and then, you know what? He just met me and just loved on me. He's like, man, come to church. I'll make sure I... I connect with you there, and it's like, man, okay. And then I think either my first service or the second service, I met you. Yeah. And like immediately, I don't know how we got on it, but we started talking about disc golf. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I like this guy. Like yeah. he seems pretty cool. And so then we just connected from there, and I just felt like, and really even up until you had me start working with the youth, I was even kind of taken aback by you even asking me to help you because I'm like, what? Like, do you know, like, do you know who I am? Like, you know what I've done? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was just this, but it was just this love that really overwhelmed me. And I remember the day you asked me, like I was at work and I just started crying because I just felt like, like there were no like ulterior motives to you asking me to do that. Like that you just genuinely wanted me to do that. And it's like, for me, that just felt like a, such a loving, um, embraced by God, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, I may not be making sense, but I just no, felt like sense. there was this, this, um, you know, there was just this loving community that I came into and, um, I don't know. I feel like I kind of lost my train of thought there, but that's okay. <laughs> no, well, I mean, we're talking about like, like churches stepping up and, and really loving people. And I yeah. mean, I think you're, you're talking about from your experience, from my what experience, communi- what yeah. communicated love and I think that, like, just listening to you talk about that, like, makes me realize that there's no love without risk. Yeah. And until you, until you, like, until you hear that, hey, like, you, you know that the youth group is valuable to me. Yeah. Like, so I'm will I'm going to invite you into this. Yeah. And be a part of this. And that's right. a risk. Right. You know? Yeah. But that's, that communicates real love. And, and the same can be true of, like, you know, you're risking time like yeah. you know Dustin meeting with you I mean but it's a small sacrifice right but even even still it's a risk of time it's like you know if this doesn't pan out then man I'm out this time I'm out this whatever yeah. but man that's what like great love requires great risk and so you, good you have to yeah. you have to be willing to risk your like you can't see me right now but risk your life in quotation <laughs> right. marks but really like it's it's not like you know, laying, not necessarily like dying, but right. like yeah. even, but risking pieces and parts of your life, things yeah. that matter yeah. and, and stuff, you know, just trying to flesh that out as we go. But I think that, that that helps me see and understand what that love looks like and what that love's going to require of us because yeah. it's going to require much Yeah, um, because it requires us to be yeah. willing to risk. And you're a pretty safe risk, really. 
uh, there's other people that aren't as safe. Right, right. And so what do we do? What do we do with that, you know? Yeah. How do we how do we invite people into something big without keeping them at this arm's reach, you know, or at this mm. arm's arm's length? Man. You know, wow. and yeah. the other piece of that is where does responsibility fall into that? I'm, I think I'm asking more questions than I'm giving answers, but I think that might be but, part I mean, of the it's, process. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's, um, it is a part of the process. I mean, questions are questions are something I feel like maybe the church has ran from uh, for so many years, and it's like, no, we need to be asking questions. Yeah, like a lot of Jesus's responses to like the Pharisees that they were questions, and it's like you know, we like questions aren't a bad thing. No. Um, so definitely questions are something that we can get out there and we can think about this and we may not have all the answers. None of us may never have all the answers, but we can look to Jesus and, uh, just try to follow, literally follow him. Yeah. Um, share the gospel, uh, share the fact that, you know, people are sinners like us. Mm-hmm. Like we're all in this, we're all, uh, bad apples saved by grace. Yeah. And, um, man, this has just been, it's been, we didn't, I mean, what we, I feel like what we planned was nothing really what uh, came out really. I mean, we kind of yeah. talked about, you know, connecting people our age, but man, this was just, uh, you know, when you get brothers together, I mean. For sure. This is what happens. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't tell too many goofy stories, but you know, I, and just kind of, you know, I think, I think that that's valuable though for us to be able to sit down as people who love the church. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I know that your, your story with the church is different than my story with the church. Right. Yeah. Um, but both of us have spent large chunks of our life, you know, working for the church in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, and I know we've each seen some ugly, we've each seen some beauty right in the church, but I still love it. Like that's it. Still you love know, it. Yep. At the at the end of the worst days, you still come home and you still love it. That's right. Um, because you know Jesus loves it, and I love Jesus, and what what's precious to Him is precious to me. Man. And so if I think that if we want to if we want to really love the church, we gotta we gotta be willing to step out and like be people who really love one another. Mm-hmm. Despite our disagreements, because we have something we agree on that's much bigger and better and deeper, runs deeper than any of our other theological thoughts, that Jesus is the Son of God, yeah. that he died for our sins, and he promises us a resurrection too. And so, yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my thoughts. Man, I love it. Well, um, I just want to um, end this with honoring Garrett. Um, he's my friend. Um, the more I talk to him, the more I love this guy. Um, and I go to youth group every Sunday night and I leave, um, just hopeful. And like I said, I I posted, I think on Instagram, like I I think you're preaching to students, but I'm taking something away from it. Um, so your heart is just amazing. And, um, this has been awesome and man, I'm dude, I'm honored to have you here. I'm honored to be here, man. Yeah, Apollo, Apollo was over by the door, just hanging out, listening. Yeah, he wasn't just there. Yeah, he uh, he was. He's been a little bit everywhere. You're gonna you're gonna hear some contact with the table <laughs> and uh, for sure, you know, stuff like for that sure. in post. But you know, uh, we had to take all these toys that squeak away because he would definitely want them in the microphone. So that is, I don't blame him. <laughs> you got it, Flunt. Absolutely. So. Well. uh Everybody be blessed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, uh, God is good and you are loved. This is the Bad Apples Podcast. Yeah.